This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G-T-F-O or oh yeah. We were just regaling each other with stories of the cheap beer we drank in college after mourning the loss of the loss of the uh, great 96 year old bill post who invented the pop tart um yeah hams i didn't think anybody else i thought hams was like unique to this corner of the world but turns out jake a connoisseur of hams in college as well we're talking about uh milwaukee's best ice beast as we used to call it um bush uh bush uh keystone um keystone keystone yeah keystone light J. Rod, you said there was actually a it, it, when it was when times were tough in college, there was actually just like the white label, black lettering, generic beer. Yeah, it, it looks like thing? the Timberwolves. It looked like the new Timberwolves uniform. It was a white can, and it had like a blue stripe above it and a blue stripe below it. And you could get it at the Piggly Wiggly in Omaha, Nebraska. When I was a oh proud God. Creighton attending Creighton University. Uh, at the Piggly Wiggly, you can go get beer, and it was technically beer. it was cooking beer. It wasn't meant to be just drinking it, but you know, at at, at the cost. But that's what we drank. So that's what you had to we, do. We had to do. What we had to do. We had, you had to get there. You know, that's why you, you always hit the hard stuff first, killed all your taste buds, and then you went into the beer, right? Or you got some. Then anything you got, you got the yeah. vodka. My favorite vodka was the Siberian ice. That was always uh, interesting too. <laughs> I always like cooking the, beer uh, and Siberian ice. We were good. Yeah. When, when, what, what was the, uh, the mad dog flavor? Uh, mad dog 2020. Um, uh, what was it? Or, it or, was, or we, it was just, it was, we it was labeled good? by color. It wasn't even, it wasn't even, um, like, like an actual flavor. It was, ah, oh, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was red. something. Well, we used to get, it was like, we used to get boons. We used to get boons. Uh, and so you yes. get delicious apple, strawberry hill, mm-hmm. banana red. Say. That's what it was. It was banana, banana red. red mad dog. I don't know why it was banana flavored yet also red in color, but it was banana red mad dog. That's what it was. Ooh, those were the days <clears throat> when you remember party balls too. You remember those, the big plastic party balls where you could actually see the oh, beer yeah. swishing around in them. And you had to attach the tap on top, yeah. And then once it was well, empty, you I, would I had, just, I had a, buddy, a tailgate party. You would throw it around like a beach ball. I had a buddy that was the grandson to the heir 
of Pla- of Paps Blue Ribbon. So he was the, the oh, grandson. Wow. It, was, it was Chuck Paps from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And Chuck would always deliver the, so PBR became, um, you know, that was our high-end beer. That, that We were living right when the PBR came out. <laughs> living good when the PBR came out. Uh, yeah, college kids don't have time for PBR. <laughs> Speaking of college, Colby Dant to talk college hoops in 15 minutes here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app. Thank you for taking us with you, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or tell your smart speaker to play BetQL, and it will usually listen to you. Mine doesn't always listen to me, but nine times out of ten, it hits. Uh, And you can watch as well, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and on YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. Lightning bets before we wrap up as well. But for the uninitiated GTFO or Oh Yeah, Mario will throw out an item of conversation, a topic, and we will say, Mario, come on, GTFO with that. Or, oh, yeah, I think you may be onto something there, young man with the luscious locks. Let's start, Mario, in the association. What you got for us? All right, yeah, starting off in the association. Uh, Boston Celtics deserve more than two All-Stars. So if you guys missed this show, Mazula. Um, you know, he's having a good year coaching. Celtics are pretty good this year, it turns out. And he was complaining that the Celtics are only sending two All-Stars, as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, to the All-Star game. So I asked you guys, GTFO, oh yeah, you agree with good old Joe that the Celtics deserve more than two All-Stars? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. GTFO, come on, Joe. I mean, what are we? Are we arguing for Porzingis here? Is that what the argument is? I guess for a, for a third Celtic. Uh, I mean, and Derek White. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Um, look, it's an All Star game. Give people the names to go along with the people that have actually produced. Porzingis has been important to the Celtics. I don't want to take that away from what's worked for Boston in the first half, but come on, if we're if, if we get to Porzingis, it's because like two or three guys got hurt or opted out of the All-Star game altogether. I If you're somehow creating some level weird kind of bulletin board material from the fact that Tatum and Brown were your only All-Stars, I think you're trying too hard, Joe Mazzola. GTFO. I say, yeah. I say, yeah, they do deserve the the more All-Stars. Listen, it happens every year. The top teams should have more players. I get it. It, And you're always going to have this problem in the NBA because unlike all the other sports, 
not every team is represented at the NBA All-Star Game in baseball. You know, every team, NFL, every team's represented. But I think you nailed it, Mac. You absolutely nailed it. This is how you motivate a team that's already won, you know, 40 games that's that's had 250 wins the two has won by 50 or more points twice only the third team in nba history to have multiple 50 point wins in one season this is how you keep guys motivated it's straight out of spultra it's us against the world nobody respects the celtics nobody loves us we deserve all this stuff what did he say winning i guess winning isn't important to anyone that's how you motivate guys pretty shrewd move by joe okay I mean, also, if he's looking for motivation, I would just say a picture of Jimmy Butler, put dad, and just put it in all their lockers. You know, like I would just oh, do that. Guys, like, own Game them. seven, Miami. I think he's looking for yeah. positive reinforcement here, Mario, not negative <laughs> reinforcement, but I get where you're going. It, it could be tournament positivity, maybe. Okay. There's corner. Just got to get there. Okay. All right. Staying with All-Stars and the All-Star theme. Uh, we have the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, this weekend and GTFO. Oh yeah, NBA All Star Weekend is the best, especially in Indianapolis. So GTFO. Oh yeah, Chris Mack. It stands above the Pro Bowl, MLB All Star Game. Get out of here. It's the NBA All Star that's the best. Well, look, let's be clear. the uh, The Pro Bowl games, as they call it now, is clearly fourth of the four major professional All Star festivities. It's just it's useless. I didn't watch more. I think I watched like. 10 seconds of it, and it was just because the Steelers special teams guy caught like eight footballs in a punt return contest or something. I don't know. It was terrible. I didn't watch it. It's not It's not an actual football game. For, for 10-year-olds who want football content the weekend before the Super Bowl, it's perfect. It's terrible all-star festivity. I will say the NHL all-star game, which has already happened this year, also has lost most of its luster. The skills competition, they try to do too much with it. And then the All-Star game is three-on-three, which is fun for about five minutes, which is the length of NHL overtime and usually how long three-on-three gets played. After that, you're like Tony Montana on a seven-day bender. It's just too much for your senses. I can't take any more three-on-three. So get the NHL All-Star festivities out of here as well. I will say this. The MLB All-Star Game, or at least the Home Run Derby, still kind of hits for me. I'm sorry. They they race through it, I think, a little too much these days. I prefer to have it when it was like the 10 outs and guys weren't just trying to sit there and rip homer after homer and swing at everything. I'll take, I'll say this, I'll probably take the Home Run Derby over the dunk contest. The dunk contest just, eh, it's... You don't have the big names involved anymore. So all-star festivities as a whole, maybe the NBA is slightly ahead of Major League Baseball, but I don't know. The game itself, what's the final score going to be? Like 210 to 208? I, it, is it really, really competitive basketball? I don't know. Guys launching 45-footers just to throw them up? No, I, I, I'll say GTFO. The NBA all-star weekend is not the best. GTFO all caps. Listen, baseball is the best all-star game, all-star game festivities. Why? Well, let's just start with the game. It's the only game, all-star game, that resembles the game. 
It actually yeah. looks like a game, like a regular season game. You know, I still remember Kershaw picking off Otani at first base. That's the stuff we remember. You know, Tory Hunter robbing Barry Bonds of a home run and Bonds going out and picking him up over his shoulder. It looks like a game. Uh, the pro ball, get out of here. Hockey, no. Basketball, there's no defense. And in basketball, I think it used to be, the slam dunk used to be the crown jewel of mm -hmm. the weekend. I just think there's too many events. Maybe I've become a millennial in my old age or, or whatever, but baseball's great. You've got home run derby on Monday, all-star game on Tuesday. Let's go. If you're really into it, you've, yep. got, you've got the futures game on Sunday. But again, it's quick. The home run derby is great. Everybody likes uh, home runs. Everybody, it, they've, they've really revolutionized it. It goes a little faster now than it used to. It is the best all-star facility because it's quick, it's to the point, and it actually resembles the sport. Yeah, I agree with you guys. The dunk contest has kind of dwindled down a little bit, but uh, we'll never forget when it was Dwight Howard versus Nate Robinson and Michael Jordan was the judge. Everyone was giving out tens, and Jordan would give out like a six or a seven. That's a good thing he stayed stubborn and stayed uh, to his, to his core. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not sponsored by Jordan? Yeah, you're getting a low score, buddy. You get a All five, right, um, yeah. GTFO. Or, oh, yeah, stand in the association. Uh, if the Oklahoma City Thunder get the one seed, SGA should take MVP. He's plus 260 right now. Our good friends at BetMGM to win. The regular season MVP, Jokic, still the favorite at minus 165. But Thunder have a clear chance to take the one seed. And we've seen a lot of times in this award that the team that's most dominant, usually their best player gets a little MVP at the end of the year. So I ask you, J-Rod, GTFO, oh yeah, if Thunder get the one seed, SGA deserves the MVP. I will say this. Why, why is baseball the only sport that has two MVPs? Why isn't there a Western yeah. Conference MVP and an Eastern Conference MVP? Yeah. Because we keep up the Again, sham. I'm not, I'm not arguing either one. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind if baseball had one MVP, but, but again, you have two. So it makes life easier to have a West and an East, a National and American. Um, I think, I think for, for the Oklahoma City Thunder to get the number one seed, SGA will have to be the MVP. I think, I think we do have a lot of uh, sort of exhaustion of the same names, you know, Giannis, uh, Embiid, Joker. I think we always are looking, we being the writers, they're always looking for a fresh face. And I think it will need SGA to have that kind of a season uh, to be number one seed. But I think at the same time, I think outside of Oklahoma City, people don't even know who SGA is. So I think that's the main problem he's having is the market he's he's playing in. But for him to to get the MVP, the Thunder have to be the number one seed and vice versa. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say if they if they're able to snag the one seed that he should be MVP. I, I, I'm not willing to but go that far. Way. So I guess, but it's the only way exactly. And I think it would also require. Uh, you know, Jokic falling off in the final third of the season as well. I think Jokic is going to be MVP for good reason. He's the most all-around dominant guy in the game right now. And I think, I, I also look at it this way. Where would OKC be without SGA? Where would Denver be without Jokic? And neither one of these teams would be in the same spot, granted. But I think OKC... I just talked myself in a circle. Maybe he should be. <laughs> Damn it. I hate when I do this. Uh, no, I'll say no. 
GTFO, Mario. Uh, even if OKC secures the one seed, it's it's Joker this year for him. Okay, we'll pivot to this. Let's say uh, Tara Swift gives Kelsey the CS, starts saying SGA. Might be a lock, fellas. It's a narrative. What? You're an idiot. It's a narrative. You're I don't know, I just thought of that. Good job. All right, just throwing it out there. I think, I think you're, on the fly. I think your sugar is low. You need a Pop-Tart. Yeah. I love a Pop-Tart right now. Wow. Shout out Billy Post. All right, uh, GTFO. Oh, yeah. Uh, one last one before we head out. Bengals, 14-1 right now to win the Super Bowl for next year is pretty good value. The Bengals were like the forgotten team this year because Burrow got injured and it was pretty much kiss the season goodbye. Let's get ready for 2024. So as they head into this offseason and we look forward to the next season, GTFO, oh yeah, Bengals, 14-1. Pretty good value for the Super Bowl next year. Oh, to, yeah. to get to the game or to win the game? Win it. Win, win the it. Game? I'm sorry. Win it. Um. I, I think yeah, it's great value. I mean, we have we have seen that when 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 Joe Burr is uh, healthy, uh, the Bengals win, and when he's not, they don't. Um, I, I would say yeah, I would definitely say hell yeah, that's a good value. Fourteen to one won't happen, but I think it's worth a flyer. And I definitely like Burrow at nine to one for MVP too. Like you're right, yeah, Mario. Like they just kind of got left by the wayside and forgotten about. Um, especially once Jake Browning came back down to earth and it, it became apparent that they weren't even going to sneak into a playoff spot. Everybody just forgot about the Bengals. And so, absolutely, I like Bengals, whether it's AFC or Super Bowl, there's value there. And I like Burrow MVP as well. If you're willing to bet really super ridiculously early NFL futures for next season. Lightning bets before we wrap up. We already talked some college hoops. But we dive back in with Colby Dant, host of the College Experience. He joins us next right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Colby Dant joins us in one minute here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Lightning bets before we wrap up because it can't possibly be as bad as it was last night. Thank <laughs> Only you way to, go to up. the teams. Yeah, t- thank you to the teams around the NBA who decided to collapse and fall to pieces and screw all of our bets. Um, don't worry, we get it back tonight. It happens, and we start maybe with some college hoops. Uh, don't forget, you can take us with you wherever you're going, whatever you're up to today, with your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. Take us with you. Of course, you can download us as a podcast after the fact as well, anything you may have missed, and watch us on twitch.tv slash betql and on YouTube at Odyssey Sports. Colby Dant with us at the Colby D on social media to talk some college hoops and Colby I think first and foremost we all have to celebrate the great human achievement that was Detroit Mercy not just covering last night but (laughs) winning they break the 0 and 26 to start the season they storm the court or I guess a guy walked onto the court it's hard to tell what really happened after the fact but Detroit Mercy has got a dub and and I was all over it, man. I don't know, but I, I, I we had this one circled on our show about two weeks ago because I was like IUPUI is worse is 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 worse than Detroit. You know, Detroit had some injuries. They're terrible. Don't don't get me wrong. They're terrible, but they only lost at Ole Miss by one. I I, I had this one. We were sitting there. We were hoping they were not going to win a game before February fourteenth because that was our Valentine's day special there. Now uh, I'm still trying to get in touch with the guy who stormed the court. Cause that guy deserves a, a medal of honor or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, great, great situation there. But er, another thing is Earl Curitan, their play-by-play announcer, former Detroit piston 
passed away. So they were, that was the first home game since he had passed away. So, you know, Mm. there was a tragic magic angle to that too. Amazing. Yeah. You know, that, that guy that meandered onto the court, cause it wasn't storming. That guy probably laid the five and a half and, and couldn't believe it. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So Colby, so, so, so let's talk a little college hoops here and, and maybe, maybe cause I have an ex that went to Purdue, maybe because I have more, you know, PTSD, Purdue tournament, uh, stress disorder. I, I'm not betting Purdue, right? They're not winning this thing. Seven to one to win the thing, plus one sixty, final four. No, no futures on Purdue, right? I, I'm with you, man. I mean, look, I understand for every argument, you know, that they say what happened with Tony Bennett when uh, you know, the UMBC, the sixteen seed knocked him off, and we saw Fairly Dickinson do that to Purdue last year. Uh, you know. I still can't get on board with it. I still like, like, I think that you could maybe convince me of a, a final four or elite eight or something, but you know, I still think th- that they lack athleticism at certain spots, you know? So like, I, I, I always think that it'll catch up to them much like, but Virginia did do it. I guess that's the one outlier. I even thought that Virginia team lacked athleticism, but they got it done. But yeah, I, I, I just can't take Matt Painter in the tournament until he proves me wrong because uh, you know, I've had a lot of I didn't I wasn't on Purdue last year, but other years I think North Texas beat him in the first round. Uh, so I I'm with you. I, I just can't can't uh, take Purdue uh, it, really in any sport. Um, so sorry, Boilermaker fans. <laughs> uh, so if we're looking at futures, though, like at, at, I I grabbed the UConn ticket way back when it still had some value on it. Is there anybody else that you you have some level of faith in going deep? Uh, to at least the final four that there's some value maybe on a national championship ticket. Yeah. I'll tell you one that's really caught my eye lately that I, I was jumping to bet really after the Texas win, because they had already beaten TCU in Texas, but since then they've won at Cincinnati and that is the Iowa state Hawkeyes. I mean, I'm sorry, the Iowa state Cyclones. Jeez. It's early in the morning here in Los Angeles. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's definitely going to get that. That's going to get you a one star. My apologies because you know, the Hawkeye fans, uh, I would go with the Cyclones, um, mainly because Otzelberger, historically, they've been so bad at scoring on the road in his tenure there in Ames, and, and they've lost pretty much all the road games, I feel like, uh, you know, year in, year out. This year, they're winning those games. They can score better than they can. They're more athletic than, they, than they've been, and uh, they can create their own shot better. I think that was always the thing. You'd watch Iowa State basketball the previous two years, and it's like, who are you going to for a, a, a must-have bucket? Well, they got some guys this year. You know, bringing in the the transfer from uh, UNLV, uh, that that was a huge addition. And, uh, yeah, I I think right now, I think they're playing as good as basketball as anybody, especially if you can win on the road in college hoops. I think that's, you know, it's like your UConn angle. I think those are there's only a few teams that are really winning consistently on the road in hostile environments, and you have to pay attention to those. Yeah, Arizona, definitely one of those teams as well, Colby, that loves and and, and thrives on the road. I I got a curious little, maybe more, not an exotic, but a little bit different kind of a bet. Uh, ACC regular season winner. Now, North Carolina is limping toward the finish line, right? They've lost three of their last five. They're the favorites at minus 300 to be the regular season champions of the ACC. Then you got Duke plus 250. You got Virginia. 11 to one, any interest there or should, or is, is it going to be the, the, the Tar Heels going to get there? 
I mean, I, I think you have to take a flyer on on UVA here because they they still play Carolina in, in Charlottesville. Uh, I think in like two weeks, or maybe next week. Uh, so that and, and they still have to go to Cameron Indoor. That you know UVA does. So that that's a, a scary thought. And and I think they have the uh, Commonwealth game with against uh, Virginia Tech, but. I still think it's worth it because they've been playing so much better basketball. Now, obviously, the loss to Pitt on Tuesday hurt a lot. But, you know, prior to that, they had won, I think, what, eight or nine in a row. So I think it's worth it, mainly just because they seem to do it every year in the regular season. You know, they they yeah. seem to win that conference under Tony Bennett. And and let's be honest, uh, you know, UNC's lost three of the last five. So they got to go into Charlottesville. I don't like their chances. And remember UNC has to play in Cameron indoor stadium and they already beat Duke in Chapel Hill. So you can almost kind of pencil in two losses there. I think those are the only two road games for the Tar Heels, but I, I, I would take a waiver on that with those odds. I like that. Let's jump on the Wahoos there. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a question too, about like that loss to Pitt coming at home at just the right time for UVA. Hey, we, we, we end up talking about that so much down the stretch every year in college basketball. Oh, did they have, a, did they lose at the right time, right? Because you're going to lose at some point. If you lose at the right time, that might be just the right timing for that loss to pit for Virginia to maybe turn a corner. Since we're on the ACC though, Colby, let me ask you this. Is there a fifth bid in this league for the tournament? I ask because... You know, I am in Pittsburgh, and Pitt has looked better over the last few weeks, including going to Charlottesville and getting a win on the road. Um, but is there, you know, Wake, Pitt, NC State, Florida State, Miami? We could go down the list of possibilities should they get a couple of big wins in the conference tournament. Is there anybody getting in from the ACC besides UNC, Duke, UVA, and Clemson? I mean, I tend to think they probably will put one in. The you know, ACC's reputation historically, you know, is is the the greatest conference in college basketball. Them and the, I guess you could argue the Big East, but um, I, I think Pittsburgh put themselves in a, in a decent spot to do so. Um, and I I know the committee likes putting in to me ACC teams, so I would tend to think that whether it's Pitt, NC State, obviously you can't have any blemishes. That's the problem. I feel like with uh, some of those teams, like <laughs> they lose to some really bad teams sometimes, you know, Miami uh, lost to Louisville. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I I'm, I'm reluctant to say the hurricane. I think their, their ticket might be done unless they win the ACC tournament, but the other ones, I do think NC state's still alive to make the NCAA tournament. And I actually, Pitt's been playing a lot better ball. Uh, so if I had to, to have a lean right now on who it would be, I think it would be Pitt. But if the season, if the postseason started right now, I'd say no, but it just seems like Pitt is play, playing Gretch. Uh, and, and so I would like their chances. And I think oh, when it's all said and done, they will get, get another team in. Colby, uh, you know, last year was an unprecedented Final Four. We saw San Diego State, we saw FAU, we saw Miami, and then we saw sort of a, a blue blood with UConn. I know you mentioned Iowa State, and they're, and they're a really sexy, trendy pick. Is there any other schools that you're looking at that could be an FAU could be a Miami that just comes out of nowhere and 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 brack, you know and busts some bracket. I mean, Marquette's getting getting a lot of love, plus four seventy five to get the Final Four. Who are you looking at that could actually make some a run and get to the Final Four that we're not necessarily looking at? I mean, there's a team they now they just lost. They're coming off a surprising home loss, named Indiana State there in the Missouri Valley. Larry Bird's alma mater. They haven't. I don't feel like they've been good since Larry Bird. But uh, this right. is the year. 
Um, their their odds are crazy. I think it's something like plus five thousand or something right now for them to get to uh to get to the final four. But I'll tell you this: it's all about matchups. You know, like uh, if you can find a path. You know, FAU almost lost to Memphis in the opening round last year. Pro- if, I think some people would say probably should have. Uh, but they got they got it done, and then they were able to, to roll. I think you you look at that FAU team. What they had was they had a bunch of of uh, you know somewhat veterans. They were, I know they were young. They brought every, yeah. almost everyone back, but they were still they had played together for a little while. Dusty May had had them together in Boca Raton for a little bit. So I, I look at Indiana State as a team that I think can score with the best of them. They have balance too. If you if you look back at uh, you know FAU, they were an incredibly balanced team. Uh, sa- same with San Diego State. San Diego State. You know, for the most part, I know Bradley, I think, was their leading scorer, and he's gone this year, but they were a pretty balanced team. It was like one night you'd have Lede, the next night Lamont Butler. So if you can have more than one scorer, because when that night, you know, we saw Oral Roberts with Max Aismas, if he's not on, you're, that's a loss, you know? So if you have a, a two or three guys, I think Indiana State's one of those teams that could. I'm kind of fascinated also, if you're looking, I mean, if we're just talking mid-majors here, uh, I think James Madison, they got to get there because App State is really good in, in, in the Sun Belt. But we saw JMU go to Michigan State early in November and w- win at Michigan State. They have a very talented team that, you know, depending on the matchups, it's always tough to me like to say, well, this team's going to go to the Final Four. Matchups play such a big role. If you can't, if you can't look at a bracket, it's, re- it's really hard to, uh, you know, because if Purdue played James Madison, I would not like James Madison's chances. Uh, but JMU is a super athletic team. That in the vein of a George Mason or a VCU that went to the uh, that went to the Final Four, you know, in, in our in our you know past fifteen years or so, um, that would be one that catches my eye. And also, I'm fascinated by the Mountain West. I don't know if that counts as a mid major yeah, this yeah. year, but I yeah, I, I, it shouldn't it shouldn't count as as a mid major because they're they're an incredible conference this year. I'm fascinated by some of those teams. Like I think New Mexico is a team that if everyone stays healthy, I feel like that's always over the past two years, you know, Richard Pitino, son of Rick Pitino has, has had that issue where it seems like if it's Eddie house or Mashburn, someone's always getting dinged up. If everyone can be healthy at once, I think they have the potential to really go far in March. Colby Dent host of the college experience with us here on BetQL daily. Take me through tonight's card, Colby, what you like in particular, uh, some of the bigger name teams are involved, like Purdue laying a ton of points tonight. Oh, I love laying the points with Purdue here. I mean, I know, I know, I just said we, let's never bet Purdue, but right now it's regular season. It's regular season, and uh, Minnesota has been fantastic. ATS and and shout out to Ben Johnson. He's done a good job, even though I believe Minnesota to be an extremely phony team. Uh, I think the fact that they go on the road to to, to West Lafayette, you know, they're Purdue's twelve and zero there. I, Minnesota's two and four on the road, but they seem to cover every game. I don't think it happens here. I think Purdue puts it on them. Uh, I like laying that big number. Uh, I think it's like what? I think it's like 16 and a half, 17. Yeah. Um, I like laying it. I just think that, that Minnesota's going to struggle to score in that building. So uh, as chalky as that may be with the gigantic spread there, uh, I like laying the points with the Boilermakers. Um, for other big name college basketball games, I know there's a lot of mid-majors on the slate today, but I like taking a shot on Colorado. UCLA got very – UCLA's red hot. But they probably should have lost at Cal the, the other game. And I was on UCLA, and I felt very fortunate. They, they went like 10 or 11 minutes without scoring in that game uh, and blew a double-digit lead. Uh, I think Colorado is 
just been a complete mystery team. They've been awful on the road. But the line didn't make any sense to me here. I thought UCLA should have been favored by more. I also think Colorado coming off that Arizona loss, uh, they know that their season, you know, that that was a critical loss. You needed that home win to solidify your chances to make the NCAA tournament. So they're 16 and 8, but it's kind of a, a phony 16 and 8. So I, I think the Buffs go into Westwood and get a get a win here. Uh, and Tad, Tad Boyle's biggest road victory of the season. Colby Dant, host of the College Experience. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Good stuff. Uh, people can follow you on Twitter. I'm sure you'll throw out some more of those mid-major plays later today as well, at the Colby D. Thanks again for the time, man. We'll catch up maybe once we get around our conference tournament season. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys having me on the show. Absolutely. Right, good stuff from Colby. Um, Purdue laying 16 and a half. But it's February. That's okay. Once once it's March. Once it's March, you know. That's that's when we're out on Purdue. Purdue. You know what I would do if I was the coach? I I would make sure, like, all the calendars or anything, there was no reference to March March. in anything. Never. All the calendars, anything in that has to say February or January on it. Coach, why does it say February 65th on the board? I don't think that's really a date. Shut up. Don't worry about we're, it. We're Make Purdue. Shot. We don't acknowledge the month of March around here. It's a good call, J-Rod. I like that. <laughs> Coming up, we wrap the show up with some lightning bets here on BetQL Daily, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network and presented by BetMGM. BetQL. And welcome in. We're one day closer to the NBA All-Star break here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. A quick reminder, if you've been listening inside your Odyssey app, uh, good job, first of all, downloading it and getting on board. But don't forget, anything you may have missed, you can rewind. You can also download as a podcast later. Make sure you subscribe to BetQL Daily wherever you get your podcasts. And like I said, catch up on whatever you may have missed. Colby Dant a couple minutes ago talking college hoops. Andrew McKinnis back in the first hour talking puck uh, because we're nearing the stretch run in the NHL. He had uh, some good value on some futures and some award markets as well. And we played catch up again in the NBA with the all-star break upon us, as I mentioned. And the Super Bowl now in the rearview mirror for a lot of sports fans. We got you caught up on what's going on, and we'll continue to do it day by day, division by division, with the Southwest earlier today. Some thoughts on both the Pelicans and the Mavericks, as well as what's going on at the bottom of that division as well. If you missed anything, including NFL mock draft season, go back and download those segments as podcasts inside your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. J-Rod, things are starting to thin out with the NBA All-Star break right around the corner. We only got three NBA games. We got a big NHL card for what it's worth. Um, so maybe maybe there's some plays there. But whatever happens, college basketball, like I mentioned, we just got done talking to Colby Dant, although I think mm-hmm. I'm back in my swearing off college basketball phase. Um, we will not. bounce back tonight, though. Yeah, we will bounce back tonight after last night. We We have to. We have to. And so let's get it going with lightning bets for tonight. Get us started, J-Rod. What do you got? Well, the longest road begins with the first step. And let's start in the Great Salt Lake. The Warriors and Jazz. This is actually a pretty 
for the last game before the All-Star break. This is a pretty intriguing matchup because, remember, Golden State is the last play-in team, and Utah's a game and a half behind them to get into that last playoff spot. A lot of basketball left, but pretty important game tonight in Utah. And I like the Warriors' money line. They're laying two, but if you're going to lay two, might as well take the money line with that. Kind of a weird game. Both teams coming off a back-to-back. Utah was at home last night, got hammered by the Lakers uh, while Golden State was uh, playing the Clippers. So Golden State traveling to Utah. I like I like the Warriors' money line in that. Milwaukee's at Memphis. It's a lot of points, but I think the Bucks are mad after getting blown out by the uh, uh, Heat. I think they're going to hammer the Grizzlies tonight. So I'll lay the 11 and a half. Uh, Milwaukee laying 11 and a half at Memphis. And also, I got a future for you. We just saw this today. Okay. We talked about it in our Southwest preview about the Mavericks plus 150 to win the division. They're only a game back. A lot of basketball left. But put that put that in your pocket there. Mavericks win the division. I like the number at plus 150. College hoops, another future for you. Uh, North Carolina limping across the finish line in the ACC regular season title. How about Tony Bennett's Virginia Cavaliers 11 to 1 to win the ACC regular season? Uh, they'd have to jump over Duke and North Carolina to do it. They lost last night, had their home winning streak snap. Sometimes losing is winning. I like Virginia 11 to 1 to win the ACC regular season. And a little hockey, Mr. Mack, a little hockey. Ooh, there it is. The there Kraken. It is in boston to take on the bruins under five and a half goals the kraken don't score but they don't give up a lot of goals either they're 10th in the nhl in goals allowed boston one of the best in goals uh, goals allowed you're not going to see a lot of goals in this game plus the, the anemic kraken offense let's go under five and a half goals seattle at boston in boston uh i in like boston. that uh huh. And you know what? I'm going to piggyback since – and I want to be clear with people because we've already pushed it out on social. I saw um, the take on Mavericks winning the Southwest. I totally agree with you on. We talked about it earlier, like you said, in our Southwest division catch-up. Um, typically, winning the division doesn't mean much in the NBA, right? It's all about the seeding in the conference for the playoffs. But we sat down and outlined it for you. It's crucial – for both of these teams to work their way out of the seven spot, out of the play-in tier of the NBA playoffs, especially in the Western Conference, where the play-in could involve not just Sacramento, but how about the Lakers? How about the Warriors? You do not want to be in a play-in situation in the Western Conference, especially. So there is value in winning the Southwest if you're either New Orleans or Dallas and that's why I do think, yeah, it's plus 150 for Dallas being just a game back in New Orleans. I totally agree with you. I'm going to lock that in today as well. Mavericks to win their division at plus 150. I'm staying away from the NBA tonight because, to be honest, you mentioned second night in a row for the Warriors, and they are out on the road. They go to Salt Lake City to play the Jazz. I'm not touching it because you never know. Going into the All-Star break, who might be a late scratch? Who might play? Who might not? So, I'm not touching the NBA. I don't trust the Timberwolves either. No word if Edwards is going to play tonight. So I'm staying away from the NBA. And I'm actually I'm actually heeding my own advice here and not touching college basketball tonight, especially with some of the big spreads that are out there. I was tempted by Northwestern on the road at Rutgers. Colby had me thinking about Purdue, even with this, what, 16-and-a-half-point spread. 
at home to Minnesota. I'm not. I'm not doing it because I don't trust the college basketball gods. Okay? There. Uh, I will go NHL. They, oh, they hate me. They absolutely hate me. Uh, I will go NHL. I'm going to work backwards here, all right? I'm going to start with Vancouver at home, and I'm going to go puck line. Lay the one and a half for Vancouver at home against Detroit. We talked about the Canucks earlier with Andrew McKinnis. They're doing all the right things. They're playing the game the right way. Rick Tockett is pushing all the right buttons. My guy talks. So I'll take Vancouver on the puck line at home against Detroit tonight and gets get it at a really good number, plus 125, if I'm willing to lay the goal and a half on the puck line. All right, you mentioned in Boston, low total. Kraken and Bruins, five and a half. I'll go under. You, you talked about the Kraken, how conservatively they play, low-scoring games. I think Boston will play it tight as well. We know they have the goaltending. So Boston, Seattle, under five and a half. I got another under, actually, in Chicago tonight. The Penguins. Talked about them with Andrew McInnes as well. They're a disaster right now. 0 for 4. Another 0 for night on the power play at home in an ugly loss to the Florida Panthers last night. They're on the road in Chicago tonight. I like the total under. Another low one, five and a half. Probably Alex Nedeljkovic in goal for the Penguins, second half of a back-to-back. Not because Tristan Jari didn't necessarily play well last night. I mean, they didn't play well in front of him was the problem. Nedeljkovic, one of the better backups in the league this year. Uh, The Blackhawks littered with injuries. So give me Pens and Blackhawks under five and a half as well. Montreal, New York, quality goaltending. And you're giving me six and a half. I'll take that under as well. And one more in the NHL. Big NHL card tonight, as I mentioned. Avalanche and Lightning. Colorado loves to score. And they've gotten back on that horse, scoring six against the Capitals earlier this week. A couple of empty netters included. So give me Colorado and the Lightning in Tampa tonight over the six and a half. A big old fat NHL card tonight. And then I'll lose a couple of them and complain about it tomorrow and tell you I'm out on hockey for another couple of days. Who knows? All right, Jake, what do you got for us? Uh, like you, Chris, I'm going to stay away from the NBA tonight just because it's probably going to get weird and we don't know who's playing and who knows when starters are going to get pulled. and blah, 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 blah. So I want to deal with all right. that. But thankfully, it's here. We did it. Oh, no. We made it. Nobody <laughs> can moan and groan and roll their eyes at me anymore. College baseball is here, baby. Here we go. We made it. Opening day for college baseball tomorrow. So I have two more futures to give out. If you were here the last couple of weeks, you heard me give out Indiana at 250 to one. That's now down to 150. I still like it there. UC Santa Barbara still sitting about 80 to one. I like them. I like two more, one long shot and one kind of long shot. I'll start with the super long shot, 90 to one coastal Carolina. It's their managers last year. They have two studs already on the roster. One of them being Caden Bodine at catcher. He's coming back. They got the D two player of the year in the transfer portal to play third base for them. They have a bunch of power. They've done it before. They won this tournament just a couple of years ago and this tournament being the college world series. They have a couple all conference players coming back. They have a ton of rotation arms. They have about five, six deep. So even if they get injured there, they should be okay. I really like the narrative of it. That being the managers last year too. I think the price is insane 90 to one and then a little higher up the board, but still at 25 to one. I like Oregon state as well. They were eliminated by LSU last year in a 
Game 5 death match in the regional. LSU obviously went on to win the whole thing. It's their last year in the Pac-12, looking for some justice for the Pac-12, looking for their third straight Pac-12 title, and they have one of the best, if not the best player in all of college baseball in Travis Bazana. Most of their infield comes back, a lot of juniors and seniors on this team, and they added a freshman who's the preseason conference player of the year, and it was a top 70 MLB draft prospect. I was like, nah, I'm going to go play for the Beavs at Oregon State. So I like them too at 25 to 1. I think they should be higher up the board, priced with some of the favorites as well. And a game that starts before Lightning Bets tomorrow. So not only the futures, but we have a game line already. Wow. I like Indiana as a dog against Auburn tomorrow. I think Indiana has a ton of firepower. I took the future on them for a reason. Auburn's a middling team. I think they're okay, but we saw them flame out in the tournament last year. I think Indiana is pro- poised to take a step forward. They're a team I'm really high on, so I'll take them as a dog on the money line. That game starts at 10 a.m. Central tomorrow. We're back. God. Just don't and the new ask Bo for the Jackson for a oh, yeah. selfie. Don't ask Bo for a selfie. No. That's all I'm going to say. Bo Watch don't do selfies. Watch Mario, you want to throw anything at us real quick? All-Star Weekend. Let's have fun with it. Hal Burton over 22-and-a-half three-pointers made in the first round. Did 31 last year in the first round. Home stadium. Uh, Indiana basketball is growing here, Such baby. And uh, also, I got my plus 600 to win the whole thing. You can get my plus 450 now. Go ahead and flirt with that. Take it out on a date. And then Sabrina and Steph Curry, uh, two shots Wait, made what? from Starry Range, what? plus 175. Lock in, baby. It's the All-Star Weekend. I'm excited. If you're excited about college freaking baseball, no, that, that I'm going to be excited about the NBA All-Star game. That line game. just didn't make sense. Take it out on a day. That just didn't make sense. It was nonsensical. If you want to do it, baby. Animal House. Let him go. He's on a roll. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern here, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. This has been BetQL Daily.